0: Hello and welcome to Tech Crack, the podcast series brought to you by Syncni. We are Northern Ireland's leading technology and business media company and this podcast series will see us interview some of the best, brightest and most influential thought leaders from across ni's business and tech sectors. Find out more on syncni.com or follow us across our social media channels and enjoy. This week I spoke to Northern Ireland's fintech envoy Andrew Jenkins. Belfast has recently been ranked as FDI Magazine's third fintech location of the future, and many overseas fintech firms are continuing to set up base here. So, Andrew discusses with me what the future of the sector will look like here in a post-COVID world. He also fills us in on the launch of Fintech NI's new ecosystem research project. But yeah, like basically, Andrew, you know, how, how are you finding your role as Fintech Envoy, and you know, how does one even become Fintech Envoy?
1: <laughs> well, I, I took up the role. Um in October of, of last year. Um, and I suppose my my, my background uh, is is mainly within the tech sector. Uh, I've spent over 20 years in, in the tech sector across um, telecoms, financial services, transportation. Um, so that's really my, my, where my background is. Um, and then I was asked if, if, uh, if uh, moving in or taking on an envoy role for for the financial services and technology sector in Northern Ireland was something I would be interested in, and uh, it's not it's not one of those opportunities that you you turn down, <laughs> uh, so I had some conversations uh, and uh, I uh, I officially took up the role um, in October two thousand nineteen, so I'm just coming up to my I'm just coming up towards my my one year uh, my one year anniversary, um <laughs> and it's a it's a two year appointment, uh, I was appointed by. Uh, the Treasury, and I was appointed by um, uh, within the Treasury, the Economic Secretary of the Treasury and the City Minister, uh, John Glenn. So, I've had the opportunity to meet with him a couple of occasions, uh, just to uh, update him on the on the, tech, the, the fintech sector in Northern Ireland. So, it's been it's been quite a journey over the over the last year, I have to say, but a really enjoyable one.
0: And how have you been getting on, you know, like we were just saying there, you've been really busy even throughout lockdown. How have you been getting on and, you know, the fintech sector as a whole during the, the madness that is 2020?
1: I think, Nate, it's probably been a, bit of, a little bit of a mixed bag, uh, to be honest. Uh, I mean, the, the the fintech sector in, in Northern Ireland, and indeed um, across the UK and further afield, has not been immune um, to, to COVID-19. Um, you know, when you think about the, the, the fintech sector. Many, many fintech firms are, um, are less than, than 10 years old. So even though they, um, they might be healthy, uh, oftentimes they're not making a profit um, and they're also dependent on you know, investor funding. So uh, it has been challenging in that respect. In fact, there was a survey uh, carried out by Innovate Finance around June, July time, um, just to really get a sense of uh, what the what the mood was like across the fintech sector, and that included companies that responded from from Northern Ireland. And one of the questions was asked around is, you know, what 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 does your cash runway look like? Um, and nearly three quarters of the respondents replied that you know they 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 had a cash runway of less than six months. So I mean, that that is concerning in itself because. What it, what it shows is you know the the, this, the startup and scale up sector um is uh you know is exposed um in, in that way and even though there's been a you know there's been a whole raft of, of government interventions um both at the um at the UK government level but then at the executive level as well uh you know the, the, the startup and the scale up sector within fintech is is not immune to this so um i think that's something we need to continue to keep a really close eye on is what what support um, that that sector that subsector, if you like, within within the fintech ecosystem in Northern Ireland? What support it continues to need. On the flip side, then you know you have you have companies that are uh, that are still choosing to invest in Northern Ireland, and I've seen a you know we've seen a number of different announcements throughout throughout the last six months, and again that is reassuring because uh, it shows that you know Northern Ireland is still a is still a a popular place to come and uh, and, and do business. Um, and we know that because you know we Belfast has been has been ranked as one of the top destinations for for fintech investment projects um and one of the top three fintech locations of the future after after London and Singapore. And you know those things, those accolades don't come along just by accident. Um, you know, we have a there's there's factors that play into that like you know our our, our workforce, highly educated workforce, very attractive business environment, um, strong infrastructure and, you know, strong support from, from local government and invest in the likes to invest in I. So I think it's a bit of a mixed bag, Nave by no means immune. Um, but at the same time, I think we, we've seen a resiliency um, to a certain degree in the tech sector that maybe other sectors, um, just by the nature of the way that they're, they operate, um, haven't been able to really take advantage of
0: yeah definitely like just on that point as well you know what do you think then the future of the industry will look like here in northern ireland you know currently on, on post-covid um you know are there any initiatives or anything more that in your personal or professional opinion that you think could be done to sort of help uh you know keep the fintech sector going and and keep its resiliency up
1: yeah so there's there there's actually there's a couple of things that are happening at the moment um that i think um, and it's probably more by, by accident than design, but nevertheless, there's some real opportunities that are coming out of it. Um, I'm, uh, in, in, my, in my role as uh, FinTech Envoy for Northern Ireland, um, I'm part of the, uh, the UK-wide strategic FinTech review, um, and that was, that was a review that was recently launched by, uh, by John Glenn, um, and really the purpose of that review is to, is to look at FinTech across the UK, and really, to get a current state of of, of how that how the, how the fintech sector is performing and what it needs to continue to to grow and develop into the future, so I think you know if we if we do our homework um, right on that, uh, I, I think there's a real opportunity to to inform government um, around what you know uh, what policy decisions uh, they might need to be thinking about in order to continue to grow uh, and uh, you know grow and develop the sector across the UK, which in, which includes Northern Ireland. So um, I think that's one part. Uh, the, other, the other part that is, um, is just kicking off um, is a report uh, that has been commissioned by the FinTech Northern Ireland Association. Uh, and again, that's really focusing in on, on Northern Ireland. Um, and the purpose of that report is to really do a robust analysis of you know, what 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 is Northern Ireland really good at? Where where are our strengths, and where do we see our, our opportunities to continue to grow the sector even further? So that 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 report has just kicked off. In fact, there's a um, there's a webinar launch uh, next week, um, and I think there's an opportunity for some of those findings then to feed into uh, to feed into the work that's happening um, at the uh, at the UK wide level. So those are two really important pieces of work that are happening, and then a little bit um, you know linked to that, I suppose, is is the work that's happening across uh, the, the the city deals, um, and the the importance of identifying within the city deals what what clusters uh, will require investment and support going into the future. Um, and again, fintech um, and the broader tech sector uh, will feature as part of that. So there's there's if you think about those three strategic pieces of work. Um, I think there's a real opportunity. Um, you know, if we we form the right coalition around this uh to really, you know, uh, make a make a strong case um for 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 investment um in the into the future.
0: Yeah, and again, sort of on that note, um, you know, there is sort of a technology skill shortage in Northern Ireland, and I know that you've said before in the past, you know, we do have really good like a really good workforce here in NI, we have a lot of good graduates, but a lot of them end up going to university in the likes of England. Or whenever they graduate, you know, they do move away. But there are new initiatives, like for example, I know Ulster University uh, have now created a specific financial technology course, and there's lots of apprenticeships. And then we've got the likes of homegrown fintech companies here too, like like FinTru. Do you think, in a sort of strange way, because of COVID and it's restricting people from travelling a bit more now, you know, do you think that we're gonna see an increase in Graduates, actually graduating from our universities here, or graduating and, and staying here and working in fintech.
1: Uh, so um, I'll tell you a little bit of a story. Uh, last weekend, uh, my my wife and I um, brought my eldest son over to to Edinburgh University. So he's starting at a he's starting his degree in economics at, at Edinburgh, mm-hmm. um, and uh, he he's he's part of that that statistic. Which is a third of um, of Northern Ireland graduates who are going to university, or um, you know, students that are going to university, end up going to a university outside of Northern Ireland. Um, and now that he's over there, the statistics tell us that there's a one in there's a one in three chance that he's going to come back. So we we do have we do have a challenge there now. There's different reasons why you know why our, um, you know why why our, our young people are choosing to study. Uh, to study elsewhere, uh, but I do think there is that is something we need to we need to look at. What 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 are other creative ways we can encourage our uh, our, our young people to stay in Northern Ireland um, and get the get the qualifications, get the education that they need. Um, but also, what, what how, how can we how can we encourage those people to come come back? Uh, Into Northern Ireland as well. Once you know, once they have maybe decided to settle, to settle elsewhere. So that that that's part of the problem, Neve, is that you know we're we're exporting talent every year, and once it once that talent is gone, it's very difficult to attract to attract that talent back. Um. So it's encouraging to see uh, programs like the uh, the higher level apprenticeship program being offered by Ulster University, and that that actually was co designed by. Uh, by allstate and some other um, uh, you know uh, large large uh, companies across northern Ireland um, so that was co-designed in partnership with industry and yeah. I think that really is the, um, the the way the way to go we, we need to have that really close relationship collaboration between academia and industry to ensure that you know the universities and, and not just universities but colleges of higher and further education are are preparing our, our young people for the future and really future proofing their skills. So you know it's a, a, delighted to see uh, delighted to see that that programme and in fact um, my my day job I can call it As I, I work for, for Allstate um, in fact I work for a company called Arity which was created by the Allstate Corporation um, and Allstate are are taking some of those uh, those fintech apprentices in um, starting in the next couple of weeks, and I think that is that is that is a really great way of of our, our, our young people getting experience in the workplace, um, uh, and earning as they learn, but you know also also getting the, the qualification at the end of it. So I think that's great. And there's there's uh, another program that has just kicked off. Um, again, it's a partnership between this time between the Letterkenny Institute of Technology in the northwest. And uh, some of our um, our tech companies in the northwest, are um, offering a um, a master's program there in uh, financial technology innovation. So it's it's those types of programs that we you know we we should be encouraging. And I'm delighted to see uh, to see both of those.
0: Definitely, a hundred percent. You know, I've been talking to people before too, and they say yes, we need skills in technology. Uh, even if you're not working specifically in the IT or the tech sector, you know, technology is gonna. To sort of embed every sort of career and job now within the next 10 years and having a sort of speciality in finance and technology together uh you know that's sort of the way a lot of people a lot of companies think that the world is going now you know would you agree with that that we're probably just going to see more and more fintech careers instead of just like you know a, a specialized specifically in tech it's going to be more sort of like well, the likes of med tech, health tech, um, education tech, and, and fintech. Do you think like we're going to see a lot more of those sort of hybrid tech jobs popping up in, in Northern Ireland within the next decade? Uh,
1: well, I, I think when you um when what the the kind of the common denominator there is is tech, right? So we 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 have some we have some world class uh technology clusters uh, in Northern Ireland, um, like the Centre for Secure Information Technology at Queens. Uh, we have artificial intelligence machine learning um, you know, through through University of Ulster. We're, we're building expertise in, um, in uh, big data and uh, advanced analytics. Uh, those are clusters that we, we need to continue to, to build because they they underpin much of what you've just said there, whether it's you know fintech or whether it's agri tech or uh, med tech, um, you know that, that the technology is the is the is the underpinning there. I think really, th- with it, those sectors are really just they're are ways of applying technology uh, and solving and solving real life problems, and it's you know it, it's great to see that we have we have those types of sectors emerging, like health tech, um you know there's a lot of you're, you we hear a lot now around around green technology as well, and that's something the executive is focusing on, um and then obviously f- fintech is in there as, as well, so it, it you know the they're really those those sectors are just how we are applying the the underlying technology so we have to continue to invest in those technology clusters otherwise we don't have a a firm foundation upon which to build those those sectors.
0: Yeah and say for the likes of graduates coming out you know graduating now especially in the in the economy we're in you know what type of person do you think should apply for a career in fintech or why should someone apply for a career in fintech for those who maybe don't really know a lot about it?
1: I, I think, honestly, I think we've probably, we need to do a better job um, as an industry around, around myth busting um, and what, what job, you know, what, what a career uh, in tech and in fintech uh, entails because long gone are the days that, um, you know, when you, when you took a, a, a career in an IT company, you were you were sitting behind a desk for 37 and a half or 40 hours a week. Now, don't get me wrong, those jobs are still there for people that want to to want to do them, but so much more on offer in a in a tech company these days. Um, um, you know, from, from data analytics to computer programming, the product manager, you know, to data science, uh, to product design and UX design. There's just so many different so many different roles available within uh, within technology these days, and I think um, if you kind of narrow that down a little bit to the the, the, fin, the fintech sector, fintech sector um, is still is still relatively new, um, and at its heart is innovation. So it, it is it is innovative and it's fast paced, and ultimately, what every fintech company um, is in business to do is to solve problems um, for for users of of those products. So you're actually building something that um, hopefully thousands, if not hundreds of thousands or millions of users are going to, um, our customers are, are going to use. So I think um, you know, you're when you, when you work within the technology sector, uh, it is all it is all about solving problems, um, and a lot of those problems can can oftentimes be you know for for good. Whether that's for societal, um, for societal, for solving societal problems, or you know, um, problems relating to the environment, you know, we we start to hear now a lot about about green finance as well. So, um, I think gone are the days where where it's just about sitting down and in, in in front of a computer and, and knocking out code. It's much broader than that. Although if you're if that's your gig, then clearly there are still jobs um, for uh, for you. In fact, when I when I started my career in um, in um, in technology. I, I didn't imagine I was going to be, you know, spend the first couple of years of that or a few years of that as, as a programmer. Um, and I've gone through a number of different roles since then um, from, from, you know, writing code to designing um, and architecting products to project management um, to leading large groups of people to the job that I'm in today. Um, so I think once you're in that sector, there there are so many opportunities that are that are available to you um, if you have the the passion and the desire to to go after them.
0: Yeah, I've talked to a lot of people so just because you said that, uh, you know, their career journeys, especially in the tech, are never often, you know, very on the straight and narrow. Like your career path can can take lots of different twists and turns. And, you know, I'm sure look, well, there wasn't a fintech envoy position. I'm sure whenever you started out in your career, you know, you never thought that you'd be you'd end up here. But I think as well it shows people because a lot of people might think, oh, finance or technology is very much a sort of rigid job. And, you know, especially for fintech, you might need to be really good at maths or economics, but actually there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of creativity and like a lot of free license to be creative, like with how you solve problems in fintech too, I think.
1: You're, you're, you're up, you're absolutely right, Neith. That, that, that is ultimately what what um, many many fintech businesses are, you know, why why they're there is because they've identified a problem that they believe they have a solution for, or they, you know, they have a better way of, um, of of providing a service or product to to an end customer. And there's so many there's so many different roles that are that are, um, and skills and experience that is that is needed in order to to build those to build those products and get them out right into the marketplace. And I think that's what's really exciting.
0: Perfect. Andrew, thank you so much. Is there anything else you'd like to add?
1: I, I think maybe just a, a couple of uh, parting p- parting points. Um, the, the fintech the fintech sector uh, in Northern Ireland is something that we as a uh, as a as a region mm-hmm. um, should feel very proud of, and it's not and it's not just the sector in Belfast, the Greater Belfast area. Um, there is a lot of great work happening in the Northwest as well. So when I stepped into this role, it wasn't just an envoy for, for Belfast. It was, a, it was a, an envoy for, for Northern Ireland. Um, and in fact, the day, the week after I took up um, the role back in October, I found myself over in, uh, in Glasgow presenting at the, uh, the National FinTech Symposium. Um, I found myself standing in front of 120 odd people. Uh, talking about the fintech sector in Northern Ireland and I'd only been in the job for, for a week. So there was definitely a sense of imposter syndrome um, at that <laughs> at that stage. Uh, but I think the 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 kind of one of the overarching um, themes that I kind of took away from that was so people coming up afterwards saying, I didn't know Northern Ireland did this or I didn't know Northern Ireland had that. So I think oftentimes while we talk about the sector um, internally, we need to do more to profile um, the sector externally, and that is a that is a really important part of, of my role, is to promote the sector um, in in Northern Ireland. In order in order for the sector to grow, I think the ingredients are there, Nev. I think we've got, you know, we have an ecosystem which um, which I think looks looks and feels healthy. You know, we've got a start up and scale up um ecosystem um, sector in there. We've got established financial services. We've got funding bodies. We've got our third level education system, which is um which is uh keen to understand what future needs are. So I think the I think the ingredients are there. We we cannot though be, we cannot be a jack of all trades. We need to focus in on what we're what we're really good at um, and continue to develop those areas with all, with an eye on the future. You know, what is coming down the line that we need to stay ahead of um, and build and build capacity uh for, for those for those uh, future needs. But I think um if we if we really understand what we're good at and continue to focus on those, I think the sector will will go um from from strength to strength.
0: Definitely. I think it uh, all I could think of there when we were sort of saying, you know, we need to get better at profiling ourselves, it is such a Northern Ireland trait to um, you know, not really want to compliment yourself or big yourself up or be like, you know, we're very sort of humble you know whenever someone gives you a compliment and you sort of downplay it but we it's definitely sort of like one of our characteristics and uh, you know we're like oh no we're i'm not that good at that or whatever but it's definitely something yeah that we need to get better
1: uh, to yeah we <laughs> we, we, de- we definitely need to get over that because i'll tell you there. um we, we otherwise we get lost and we get lost in the noise and i think part part of the part of the 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 uh, the fintech review um which i'm involved in is is identifying what is it that we're really good at, and making sure that we, you know, we we sell 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 that um, to to companies that are looking to invest in the UK, um, so that whenever they're looking to establish a base and they, they know that they need um, top um, top quality cybersecurity skills or or reg tech and compliance or artificial intelligence and data analysts, they know Northern Ireland is the place to come. So we we need to get over ourselves in that respect. <laughs> Um, and, uh, and, and and really do the job of, of selling Northern Ireland and everything it has to offer.
0: Yeah, perfect. Hopefully, this podcast really helps that too. Well, <laughs> well let's see. Thank you so much, Andrew.
1: Not at all. Neil, it was a pleasure. Uh, thanks for your time. Great to talk to you.
0: That's it for this week's episode of TechCrack. For all things tech and business in Northern Ireland, visit syncni.com. Have a good week.